Pratoloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1204, December 5th, 2023. 63 degrees on this day in 2001, and 14 below on this day in 1873. Hail the flashlight, King! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have a brief test for you fellows. To see if you're on your game, it's regarding the uh, Global Climate Summit uh, held over there in the desert in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, where they air-condition the desert. That was a great place to have a conference. (laughs) Uh, And one of the the always available sultans piped up, uh, one of the hosts. Some wisdom? Well, he's a sultan, not the sultan of swing. He's the sultan uh, uh, al-Jabbar, Jabber, the Emirati oil executive who was leading the conference. Okay. He, he was your host. And God love him. He's now my friend. He, he launched into an angry public defense of his position where he wants to not end the use of fossil fuels. He's got an interest. Okay, he, I mean, I think he has an obvious conflict there, right. but that's that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, the climate experts convened by the UN, the all important UN. So you got just a it was a gathering of phonies because none of them walk the walk or talk the right. talk. They're just a gathering of phonies, and they're all over there wringing their hands about uh, really what they want is control of the world. This has nothing to do with what the temperature is supposed to be. But Al Jabber, who is supposed to be guiding the nearly 200 nations gathered towards an ambitious plan to tackle global warming, framed things differently two weeks ago, as reported Sunday by The Guardian. He said, there is no science out there or no scenario out there that says the phase-out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve the 1.5. That means the degrees below industrial level. Al Jabber said during a panel discussion called She Changes Climate that featured Mary Robinson, the former president of Ireland, who is now a a prominent climate advocate. Let me just cut to the chase. Here's what Jabber said. Please help me. Show me a roadmap for a phase-out of fossil fuels that will allow for a sustainable socioeconomic development. Unless you want to take the world back into caves, he told the panel. Wow. His remarks set off a firestorm at the climate talks. What did the people in the room do? That's your quiz. Um. Set off a firestorm. They heard his remarks, and they said what? Come on, called a cli- climate denier. No, no, are you on your game? They wouldn't have. They applauded. all did what? They all <gasps> did what? They all agreed. They all did what? <gasps> they had the gasp. They had the. They harumphed. Oh, harumphed. they all harumphed. Really? Harumph. 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 They harumphed because I was going to ask a question. If if this was the case, then why was he the host? I wonder. 
I don't know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, all right, uh, sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> they were aghast, harumphed. But they harumphed. Huh. It was a clear example of harumphing. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy over there. That's right. That's what they say. Netherlands, you didn't harumph. So bleep well, all of you people in the UN climate person people deal. They hell with you. You morons, you phonies, <laughs> you frauds. We had an assignment as GLers. So the harumphing, were they in agreement with him then? Is no, they were, they were harumphing in opposition to you him. You can only harumph if you're opposed, correct? That's right. I think harumphing is an opposition mm. Okay, that's what device. I thought. Well, in in the sure. movie, it's, it's an agreement. See, that's so, what yeah, I thought. That's what threw to, me. To agree with the well, governor. I would yeah. love to believe they were harumphing in agreement, but I, I can't make myself believe that. Well, Wait, one minute, of us has we, to actually Google. I'm doing what, it right now. What does harumph <laughs> mean? It means harumph. No, Give well, the governor they should have sneezed and gone, yes! Harumph. Yeah, one of those deals. Harumph. Exactly, Rook. I didn't want to say right. it. Harumph. 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 To clear the throat audibly in a self-important manner, to express <laughs> oneself <laughs> gruffly. That is according to dictionary.com. That's what they harumph. did. They harumphed. Harumph. <laughs> harumph. They found themselves. I, who said the word aghast? You? Oh, yeah, rookie, rookie. Well, you, you're right. They were aghast yeah. and they harumphed because the harumphed. sultan, the sultan of swing was telling them, hey, hey, don't be cutting into my taste well, here. You know, I pump wanna... oil. I pump a lot of tain. Don't you kind of want to do what the sultan Excuse wants, me? though? I'm doing whatever the sultan tells Otherwise, me if I'm in the sultan's you're country. You're out of the camel's tent. Well, no, you're in the sultan's country and they got those guys with the huge swords. Yes, I'm, gonna... I'm in the sultan's camp. D- d- dust everywhere. <laughs> We're going to get the musician, oh. though. That That's my swing? bit of salt to swing. Tune that up Harumph. a little bit there. I don't like salt. Candy, we call those bins. Uh-huh. They don't give a damn about the uh, We We were given an assignment. We self-gave it. To watch the fall of Minneapolis in its entirety. Rookie, you're still catching up. I'd like to give my opinion, though. He can't. Uh, he I didn't see is, it. <laughs> and... Uh, it's uh, it's very well done. It's revealing. It's disturbing. And my biggest takeaway would be my continuing disbelief that Fry is the mayor of Minneapolis and Walls <laughs> is the governor of Minnesota. Their behavior was... Despicable uh, concerning, for example, surrendering the third precinct. And as an ongoing evidence of their inability to be men, their inability to have any character whatsoever, any moral or ethical integrity. They continue to demonstrate their weakness by not rebuilding the third precinct and instead taking more of the taxpayers' money to build a different third precinct would make a great, great statement for civility to go back to the existing third precinct building and say, 
We are not going to let this building fall as we once did. It's back in action. This is where 3rd Precinct officers will work out of. And if you don't like that, that's too bleeping bad. That's what needs to be said. That will not be said. I have no hope after watching this that either Fry or Walls will ever again say anything truthful or meaningful about anything in life. Uh, that's my takeaway. Uh, I can take it even further. I wish you would. Uh, sedition. Yeah. Uh, I had to actually look it up. And as far as I'm concerned, they're guilty of it. Conduct, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. If you go back and look at their speeches, and, uh, and a couple of them are included in this movie, it, it, they're clearly encouraging the rioting. Not only do they agree with it, but they think it's almost blessed from on high that well, if you were a rioter and a protester, you did the right thing. Walls used the words righteous anger. Yeah. But when you watch the film and you take a cold, hard, sober look at what happened, you would have to say righteous about what? Was burning down every single convenience store in South Minneapolis, was that righteous? Was looting and burning down all of Lake Street from the river all the way over to Calhoun, was that righteous? Of course not. <clears throat> and we? the riot, the riot was much worse. You know, your memory gets shady even after three years. But the riot was much worse than most people remember. Much worse. Or Worse than what the national level media promoted to the rest of the country. Well, they were promoting peaceful protests. Mostly. Mostly right. peaceful protests. There, were not, peaceful there was nothing protests. peaceful about it. The, uh, right. the uh, officers of the 3rd Precinct were running for their lives, physically running. What do you, what do you want to show me? Would Chris? you like to hear, thanks to Kenny Olson, would you like to hear from the governor? Sure. Our heart and our solidarity are with folks who understand what happened Monday night to George Floyd. Um, the vast majority of people that have come together have been doing so peacefully. Peaceful protest overnight in the Twin Cities, uh, several dozen arrests peaceful. at the state capitol. But that entire time, they've been very peaceful. The crowd continues to be peaceful. Peaceful my ass. They weren't peaceful. Minneapolis police officer uh, Al Williams, we were dodging water balls, uh, water bottles, bricks, Roman candles, anything they could get their hands on. Well, and of course, the film documents extensively what led to this, and that's the arrest of George Floyd, who attempted to pass off a phony $20 bill inside Cup's supermarket. And uh, you, as you look back, you know, if the cops had it to do over again, would they have even responded to a guy trying to pass a $20 bill? It'd take them a while to get there, you'd think. But at that time, they had a full complement of officers. You presumably had the manpower to respond to such a thing. But you 882 learned, officers yeah. at the time. But you learned that this was more on more than one occasion at that specific Cup Foods location, where this guy kept calling and calling because this kept happening at his store. And what they found was a completely incorrigible fellow, 
of making no sense, babbling childishly, uh, absolutely disobedient in every possible way. Crying, lying. Lying, crying, carrying on, jabbering in ways that the uh, Lang and uh, the other guy didn't. They and they were pretty good. They, they didn't roughhouse this guy. They didn't. And had it just been, at least this is my opinion, had it just been the phony $20 bill, I do believe they would have just let him go on his way. But he was obviously not sober. He was behind the wheel of a vehicle. And he was completely um, out of sorts. Well, and it, not- got, it got to the point where they, I, I would imagine, have said to themselves, we can't possibly let this fellow drive. No. Heavens no. The other fellow that you referenced, by the way, I think his last name is pronounced King. King, Although it's yeah. spelled K-E-U-M. It's King. It's King. Uh, and he's a black guy. Yeah. And he's the officer that was with... GF the longest. He was there for 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see them uh, well. And then ultimately uh, Chauvin arrives on the scene and uh, you get the uh, the knee on the neck only to later learn the knee was not, not on any part of the structural neck meaning arteries apparently. And that's a tough thing, you know. Once you, once you see the knee on the neck, you can't unsee it. Just like once you see what really happened with the riots, you can't unsee that. With, with the neck thing, Joe, it, it was very interesting because from the angle shot by uh, shot by the uh, standing the people standing by a gal, I think, and she put it on Facebook. It clearly looks like Derek's knee is on his neck. But if you roll the uh, officer-worn body camera footage right next to it, side by side, which they do, you can see that the knee is clearly not on his neck. Like we said, it's on his shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. And he's doing a move that was taught to him and all of the officers in uh, the Minneapolis Police Department. It, It was an approved method of subduing unruly suspects but this goes back to something i've been wrestling with and that is the political the i can't say the word politicalization politicalization the politic yep yeah i know what you're saying making this making this instantly political and i mean instantly yes uh suggest to me that it didn't have to be Floyd that day. It could have been Jim Smith the next day. There was some, there was a, this lit a fuse. Something was ready to blow. Something was ready to blow in this town. Because that, that rioting and that instant politicking, uh, it had to have a foundation that was simmering somewhere. And instantly this this happened to be the catalyst. Like I say, it could have been any it could have been anything. Could have been a catalyst anywhere. This happened to be the catalyst, almost as though it was something people were waiting for. Well, it was something I think that the entire country had seen over and over again, particularly with black victims, men and women 
um, that had been killed by police officers. And when you're a black victim and you've been killed by a police officer, I think it probably, I'm not sure, I'm probably speaking out of turn here. I think it gets more press than it would if it was a white guy. I don't know well, if absolutely. that's true. Well, no, it's it does. Just, it does. Okay. The one thing that stood out to me, and I said this the day after the video came out, because I watched, I believe, the first 40 minutes, when the day it came out. And I said this to you guys the next day. The only thing that really stood out to me, though, was the first, whatever it is, 19, 20 minutes of the, of the is it King and the other officers' interaction with Floyd was civil. They were trying their damnedest to, to go over the top to be accommodating to him and just trying to get him in the back of the squad car. But I will say this about Chauvin. The second he arrives on the scene with Tao, I believe is who he arrived on the scene with, he just gave the impression to me, specifically anyway, that he wasn't trying to de-escalate the situation. That's the impression I got from watching the video. It was instantly, all right, I need to get this guy on. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't well, feel like he was trying to de-escalate. To me, he looked like a robot following rules in the book and what he was trained. It, it didn't appear that he was trying to escalate the situation. No, but I he, didn't hear him using language or um, say, you know, saying anything violent towards jo uh, George. I think he just stepped in, took over. Let his training do do the work. That's what I got from watching the movie. And they were they they were they had been trying to handle this large, unwieldy fellow who refused any any effort at all to comply. Everything never now, he just was a babbling, babbling mess. Yeah, and, just, here, and here comes, okay, I've had, we're having enough of this now. And then he's put on the yeah, ground and boom. Yeah. Okay. And he was asked several times by a couple of officers, what are you on? Yeah. Yeah. He was, and he was definitely completely. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. out of it. Yeah. How come, did Minneapolis have a policy in place at the time that they would not release body cam footage? Because I truly believe if body cam footage would have been released right away, a lot of this would be different. Well, I think if this movie came out in <clears throat> August of, when was the last election? November of 22? When did Walls get reelected? Yeah, no, November of 22. If yep. this movie had come out in August of 22, I would like to think Walls would not have been reelected, nor would Fry. Uh, but I'm saying the body cam footage should have been released before the end of the week. Yeah. Um, almost right away when they saw what was happening with the rioting and the protesting, and still they didn't release it. And if I remember right, it was not included in the trial. I think the argument could be made that Chauvin did not get a fair trial. That's uh, fair. In the middle of the trial, it was announced with great ceremony that the city had given Floyd's family $27 million. You got this always available crump lawyer crowing about that victory. Then you've got a courthouse surrounded by barbed wire and concrete barriers. Uh, what what was and then didn't we say that too at the time on the show? Yeah. That how was he supposed to get a fair trial? It's so held here. This was uh, this was uh, absolutely the fall of Minneapolis and absolutely a turning point, uh, not only in Minneapolis but in the country. And 
And I, I you know, you have to, it, it was made by Liz Collin, who was the wife of a police officer. I suppose you could say that if Keith Ellison made this movie, A, it would not be called The Fall of Minneapolis, and B, it would have shown a completely different, I don't right. know how he could have edited out the truth, but there would have been an effort to edit out, edit out the truth because many people started lying instantly, instantly lying. And this just happened. I don't think, uh, I, I, if, if, if Chauvin had been humanized by his lawyer, which, which he was not, and if he had been, he should have testified, which he did not. I still don't think he would have been off. I still think he he, he was found guilty from the moment of that night outside cops, outside cups. He was guilty. His own police chief lied under oath, mm-hmm. as did Inspector Blackwell, about the use of MRT. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, what is the restraint? Uh, the maximal restraint maximal. technique. RMT and Aaron Dotto actually said under oath that it's not in the book and we don't use it. Um, as did Inspector Blackwell. Judge Cahill did not allow training manual photos of MRT in court. He did not allow anything regarding the MRT method or the miscommunication between HCMC and MFD into evidence during the trial. It seemed to me that Judge Cahill was working for the prosecution. It seemed to me that the turning point we also saw was that justice in a situation like this will favor political identity as opposed to facts, rules, regulations, manuals, testimony, evidence. All of that seemed to have been blown aside by the fact that a white cop was on the was on top of a black guy on the pavement. And then you have national figures like Sharpton, Don Lemon, Camilla. They couldn't get to town fast enough. Pelosi. They're all spewing lies and BS regarding the case right away, instantly, Instantly. right away. Even Biden did, if I remember right. What was simmering in this town? I've asked that question before. I think I've asked Liz that question. What was simmering in this town? Uh, If it was a history of such terrible police abuse, wouldn't wouldn't the explosion have happened long ago? What the hell was going on that this instantly created a volcanic eruption? Well, we were all under lock and key and told we couldn't leave our homes, you know, because of COVID. Or go to our grandparents' funerals. Uh, yeah, you know. Did that, entire... So you you think that the COVID environment had a role 100%. in this? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think it opened up the doors for the rioting. Yeah. Because at the time of the rioting was as was about the height of being masked up and oh, yeah. social distancing. It was three months in. That was about the hi- the height of it. It was three months in because we went into lockdown in March of twenty twenty. But the faulty leadership in this state starts with the governor, and it went right down to the police chief. Yeah. I mean, what the rank-and-file police officers were told to do and how to conduct themselves during those three, four days of riots, uh, that that uh, they were being run by the criminally insane. To take my mind off this, I've started exploring Morgan three-wheelers. Morgan is a British car manufacturer, still handmade, and they make three-wheelers. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. 
get out to EcoFun and check out the Vanderhall Roadster, which is a three-wheeler. Did you and, say Morgan? I'm Morgan. No, Q- not that kind oh, of Morgan. Oh, 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 did you say kind. Morgan? Did you and, say Morgan? And, at EcoFun, among other things, they have the Vanderhall Roaster. Now that what I got to do is find out: Are you mixing and matching that in your Christmas sale? Mm. If I buy a uh, if I buy an electric bike, can I get half off a Vanderhall Roadster? Because I'm there. I'm there today. No. I'm there today. No. They got the mix and match Christmas sale going on at EcoFun in Forest Lake and Burnsville. All electric bikes in stock. You buy one, get 50% off the next. Uh, Youth ATVs, Bintelli scooters, SYX youth dirt bikes in stock. This is a great time to load up for Christmas because you buy now and you tell them you're a GLer. You have to be a GLer. You say, hey, I'm a GLer. Then you get winter storage on your purchase. You don't have to bring it home now. They'll just take care of it for you until spring. They also have great snow removal equipment. ATVs with 50-inch snow blades starting at $59.99, side-by-sides with 60-inch plows. Great, great Christmas sale at EcoFun. And in addition, when you mention GL when you're buying a vehicle before Christmas, you're going to throw a little ham at you. Huh. Okay. A Grunhofer's 10-pound double-smoked ham from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's EcoFun Motorsports. Dot com. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35 on Highway 97, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals that get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. If I can quote the man 
whose eagle's wing I've been nesting under the last 30 years. He once said in his life, stay clean. <laughs> I think he was talking about zero res and the carpets. In That's what home. I heard. That's what I gathered. I forget when he said it, or what, how prophetic it was, but stay clean with zero res. This is according to Joe Souchere. Tis the season to be jolly, and nothing makes you happier than a clean home, especially when it's done right by a professional. Zero res. When I have used zero res, they come out, they get in, they get out, you have clean carpets, and you got air ducts that are clean. It's just that simple. If you have spills left over from Thanksgiving and you want to get rid of them before Christmas Eve, get in touch with Zero Res. Get your home ready for the holidays. Tis the season. And you want some history? I want you to check out the 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res, they stand behind every cleaning. Go ahead and get it clean right now with Zero Res. Ask for the GL Special, the Rookie Special, three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at $129. Don't forget where dirt and dander hide in your air ducts this month. Take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call right now. Here's the number, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Rookie and the Garage Logic Special. You got to say our name to get it. Spell it forwards or backwards. It's spelled the same Stay clean with zero res. Joe? What? Stay clean. <laughs> ben Crump is a liar. He said George Floyd was a healthy young man. He was not Dr. healthy at all. Dr. Michael Baden, the independent pathologist hired by the Floyd family to do the independent autopsy, he's a liar. He said Mr. Floyd had no underlying medical problems that caused or contributed to his death, which is the opposite conclusion drawn by the original autopsy that was conducted 12 hours after his death by a guy named Dr. Baker. You know what his arteries were? 75. Yeah, 75% clogged. To me, there's a cloud that hangs over the whole George Floyd episode. It's a dreadful, dreadful cloud. And that is that people like Walls and Fry, who have spent their career treating black people poorly (laughs) uh, by making them less than, are capable of not expecting from our black brothers and sisters as our neighbors and our fellow citizens the same behavior that the rest of us are expected to be demonstrating. And that's why uh, Walls could come up with, he believes they were protesting in righteous anger. They were quick to assume that... Patriarchy, for example, played a role in this. That it's just completely unfair, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the evidence is. It's just not right that a white policeman should have been involved in the arrest and what ultimately became the death of a black victim. And that you can't run a country that way, much less a state. Or you can't run a state that way, much less the country. Because what disappears under this cloud is the expectation of of civil propriety. What disappears under this is 
apparently the belief that there will be two sets of rules. Mm-hmm. One, one for you and, and one for George Floyd. And we're all in this together. We're all supposed to be following the same set of rules, regulations. We're all supposed to be the subject of evidence presented. None of that happened. And it's because of... Who are they afraid of? They're not afraid. They're not afraid. They have built their career on this horrible pandering and this this belief that they they owe they they have a belief that 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 the black citizens are disenfranchised and they're making it up uh, as they go along. And one of the ways they make it up is they come to a situation where the law is involved and the law can't possibly be used because that that's not fair. But my memory of at the time. Um, it, it seemed like the, Fry and Walls particularly were talking to white people because if you remember right, uh, the protesters chased um, Fry around town. They showed up as an apartment building every time he tried to show up at, at, a, at a protest. They chased him away. They they really uh, razzed him and gave him the dickens. They so. booed him off the stage when he's wearing his mom jeans. Because he yeah. wasn't doing enough Oh, to be I thought pandering. It was because he wasn't... Um, do you have a clip of, of Fry? I do. This is him uh, at the at the funeral of George Floyd. Oh God! Where oh, he's Jesus. where he's sobbing and shaking. <sighs> Hanging up the black. It started with the uh, the tragic and senseless murder of George Floyd, and it extended through the week of. Uh, righteous anger being expressed by community leaders and all people of conscience. If you're feeling that sadness and that anger, it's not only understandable, it's right. Can you believe it? All of Lake Street burned from Calhoun to the Mississippi. Everything. And it still looks like bleep. For the most part. And it got to the point, I remember this, where all sorts of local talking heads were on local news saying, where are you? Step in and do something. It took now, how many days for the National Guard to finally get here? It would be somewhat redeeming, somewhat, to go back to that third precinct building and say, this is our third precinct. It would be somewhat redeeming, but they don't have... That ability, there, they don't have that ability. They can't see that because their the weight of their conscience right now is not with law and order. The weight of their conscience is appeasing people who feel that they've been disenfranchised. All of this just solidifies our opinion. I think all of us have this opinion, regardless of whatever political aisle you happen to be allegiant to. They only care about one thing, keeping votes in their favor and remaining in office. And that, and you hear that time and time again with both Fry and Walls. I, I, I'm prepared to say I think Walls is the worst thing that's happened to this state. Ever. I, I really do. I mean, you look at this state, the condition it's in, the money that's going to be required to prop up the nonsense he's fomented. Uh, I think he's the worst thing that's ever happened to this state. Has any governor in the history of this state 
successfully divided the people uh, in the way that Walls has? No. I, I no. We're further apart than we've ever been. John, it's time you weighed in. Well, well I was going to say what's interesting about that is he is universally loved outside of Minnesota by Democrats. And I don't know if you guys saw last week, he was appointed the head of the Democratic yep. Governors Association of the United States. I saw that. Yeah. Yep. Shocking. Which is uh, interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Well, how quick will he be done with us? Then that means he's probably got one foot out the door. Well, he ha- he 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 has higher aspirations, and I don't think the warnings can be strong enough. I don't think people will care that we send out a warning. I don't think they care. We're running into that apathetic problem here in Minnesota. I think the one thing about this film that you know, and you and I disagree on stuff on occasion, but the way that Walls and Fry both treated the aftermath of this, mm-hmm. it's. I not even incompetent. It's more than that. It, it was evil. Okay, I'll, I'll go with evil. I won't argue with that. That Just first ridiculous. night of protesting, where they basically peacefully marched from 38th and Chicago down to the third precinct. They went to, right down 38th, one block from my house. We watched it all play out. That's when he should have called the National Guard, secretly got them into place off site. And had them in a state of readiness because it progressively got more insane every single day after that mm-hmm. until the freeways were closed and it was just a disaster on every level. And we haven't even been talking about what was going down in St. Paul and hats off to the police chief there. They handled it way better uh, than Minneapolis did. Yep. And it was really interesting listening to the uh, St. Paul side on the scanner that night because they weren't taking any S from anything, anybody. And they were stopping all these little violent protests as soon as they cropped up. And, Joe, do you remember the roadblock they had on the Lake Street Bridge? Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They just turned everybody around. Mm -hmm. That was the outgoing chief. Yeah, he was a good guy. um, Axtell. Todd Axtell. Axel, yeah. yeah, and um, he, he, it was he or one of his subordinates under him, I distinctly remember him um, telling his officers to tell dispatch word for word what they were hearing on the street. So you had all these officers saying the most awful things I've ever heard in my life to dispatch just to get it on the record. Mm-hmm. And awful it was things really, meaning what they were dealing with. What they were going to do to the officers, what they were going to do to Target. There was a big protest that went down on University and Snelling and all those shops there. And, um, and um, the police chief had these little, uh, I don't know, hotspot groups where it would be two cars with uh, four officers in each car. And they they had a bunch of these, and they were just bopping around from hotspot to hotspot to hotspot, shutting stuff down. It was amazing to listen to, but he made it very clear, tell us, tell dispatch what you're hearing. And then you could hear, the, you could hear it anyway through the radio every time they clicked their radio on. So long as the uninformed continue to vote for Fry and Walls, this state will never recover. It will never recover. I just don't understand how anybody in South Minneapolis could have voted for Fry. I don't either. After what they lived through. They were cowering in their homes, peeking out from the blinds. 
And if that abandoning the third precinct doesn't tell the voter anything, I don't know what should or they what had, will. Joe, they had neighborhood meetings where mm-hmm. the, the, the na- people of the neighborhood would gra- gather at a park building, and, and they were told, go to your house, lock the doors, stay inside, don't come out. Mm-hmm. What, the, what the hell? What is that? And hasn't it felt since May 25th, 2020, Hasn't it felt different? Oh, God, yes. In, oh, yeah. in the Twin Cities, hasn't it felt different? It Very tense. It, well, not only that, but it used to be, hell, you guys know this. I worked downtown every weekend for five years leading up to that weekend. It was fun. It was vibrant. As recently as the, the Final Four weekend, which was the previous, a year previous April, it was fun. It was, it was, a, there was a reason. And after this, it's empty. It's soulless. Then that fuse lit what powder keg? What was happening? And you all want to say it's COVID. Uh, I certainly wouldn't disagree that that's part of it. But something was waiting to explode. And if it's a if it was systemic police brutality, why wouldn't we have had this explosion ten years ago, right. fifteen years ago? Would you agree with the Justice Department, uh, their report on the Minneapolis police or not? Because that certainly if if you agree with part of that, you have to believe systemic racism on the part of the police department would be part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, but I also think the Justice Department is working under the cloud I described earlier, where there is a great penance attempting to be performed in this country by particularly leftists who continue to treat people of color as less than. And they're going to find problems and and point them out. I think the Minneapolis has to work under that judicial review, don't they? they yes, yeah. they do. And uh, they can't even they can't even hire anybody. There's nobody to hire. Nobody wants that gig. What, what What's your theory about racism within police departments? Do you think that white police officers join the force and they're already racist and they really just want to knock some heads around and beat up some black people and put them in jail? Or do you think they come about that racism after years and years and years of dealing with gang members and liars and just the, the evil side of society, and they happen to be black. I think Ooh. that I don't necessarily think they come to racism after years and years and years. I think what they come to is, uh, uh, what do they come to? I heard from somebody. They come yeah. to a kind of bitterness yes. that that would manifest itself in ways that appear to be racist. A cynicism where yeah, cynicism. Yes. they've heard it all and they're sick of hearing it. And okay. And uh, I also think, Kenny, there is, always has been, and unfortunately always will be, a percentage of bad cops. And unfortunately, but, the, because of that, the people that hate bad cops more than anybody are good cops. Right. 
There was the report also, I'm looking at it now because I remember we used this story a couple of years ago where at least 14 states, uh, large numbers of militia and white supremacist members are law enforcement. Uh, large right. numbers, I, meaning, I, I, not I large that. numbers, yeah, meaning 10%, you know. Yeah, I, ten, I remember whatever. that story, yeah. Okay, but with all of that behavior, how do we get to break the chain to say, oh, all right, we need to do something. We've got a new brand of cop now that's being hired that mm-hmm. will be diversity trained and all that other stuff. What about the compliance part? Why does everybody that's going to be arrested, why do they want to have somebody film them, uh, become an overnight sensation, look for the payoff, look for... There was a, you're bringing up an interesting point. There was an interesting segment in the film where they were talking to some cops who had uh, made an arrest at about 2 in the morning of a a black motorist Mm -hmm. who clearly was under the influence of drugs. And the motorist said to the cops, I'm going home. You're not going to arrest me. I'm going home. And the cops began to take him out of the car, and they began to think, this is Mm post-Floyd. And they began to think, well, wait a minute. What If this guy gets hurt or dies I'm going on trial for yep. because of this stop I'm going to go to prison yeah and, and the police officer said it was a a large gentleman that they were dealing yes. with so it would not it wouldn't have been an easy uh, right. arrest now what whatever. was the upshot of that do we know did they let him go uh, he, they let him go the I think co- they, the let him go. they let and him go and what if he would have gone 2 miles down the road run into somebody and killed him under the influence mm-hmm. They'd still go to jail. Yep, they'd be liable. He wouldn't be at fault because he was under the influence. That's why we've gone from 882 officers down to 512 officers in Minneapolis. Because civil, uh, moral, and ethical integrity has to be expected the same of all people. And you've got the likes of Fry and Walls who excuse it for segments of people. That can't work. It's like equity. Equity doesn't work. It can't coexist with freedom. It do, it, it's, it's physically impossible. It's scientifically impossible. My garage door guy is the whole family. Okay? I just want you to know that. Whole family can be a guy. So the number in my telephone closet is the number for garage door of the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin, but I'm not in Western Wisconsin. See? So I want the Twin Cities part. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. They don't churn, churn. They don't churn any butter. They don't they charge anymore for business. weekend <laughs> visits. And but they do they everything. Did, yeah. They do it from the door <laughs> to the rollers to the springs, you name it. And they're looking for people. They're growing. They're successful. They're competent. They need... Uh, they need garage door installers. They need uh, garage door technicians. They, they need warehouse inventory associates. If you want to work and work for a great company, check out Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They pay, pay well with great benefits. These are good people, an equal opportunity employer, and their employees stay because they appreciate the excellent work that they get to perform. Uh, it's precisiondoormn.com, or call them and meet them to see if you're a good fit. Get it? Garage door fit. I see. see. If you're a good fit. Call Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at 612-263-6985. 
Slasson, cut off. Cut off your Slasson. All of that and more. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, the Midwest headquarters for Liberty Safes. Pop onto uh, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, see the entire Liberty lineup. You already know the basics. Made right here in the United States of these Americas. Uh, American, U.S. <laughs> US Americans Americas. right here, I believe. Uh, uh, they're made right here in the U.S. Liberty Safe's transferable lifetime warranties, the best fire protection you can get. And Rich, our guy there at uh, MGLS, offers professional delivery and installation. If you're looking for an amazing gift uh, for a loved one, this is it. Check out the Liberty Safe lineup, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. There at 6901 Fish Lake Road and right there on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. John, before you begin, I think we should say yes. that uh, if you have not seen the fall of Minneapolis, it's very accessible. You just go to the Alpha News site, for example. I will link it to the Garage Logic page. Or you can once just again. Google it. It's, you don't have to pay or anything, you just hit the button. Yeah. There you have it. You can make, up your, make up your own mind. Promise all your hopes and dreams and your aspirations in America will be dashed. And here's John Height. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for that intro, Kenny. And <laughs> in the news, by the way, this news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, you probably didn't know this, but did you know it's election day? For a portion of Dakota County today? I, I did not know that. I did know that, John. Residents decide who will fill a vacant Minnesota House seat. The special election is for House District 52B, which opened up when Ruth, Ruth Richardson resigned from her seat in September. Bianca Vernig won the DFL special primary over several candidates last month, while Republicans are backing Cynthia Lundquist and Libertarians put forth Charles Kuglens. The seat represents Mendota and parts of Mendota Heights and Egan. Polling places open until 8 o'clock. Thankfully, no serious injuries when a semi-truck crashed into a White Bear Lake dentist office Monday afternoon. It happened shortly after 1 in the afternoon just off of White Bear Avenue and Interstate 694. White Bear Lake police say the semi was headed west on the interstate, took the exit, and then crossed all lanes of White Bear Avenue before hitting White Bear dentists. Ooh. It's not clear why. However, part of the semi did end up in the office. Police say the driver of the semi and two people inside the office taken to a hospital with what police considered non-life-threatening injuries. The office is in a building occupied by several other companies, including a Starbucks. Workers at the Starbucks said they felt the building shake when the crash happened. Because of the location of the crash, the Starbucks drive-in was closed off as authorities worked to remove the semi. It took about six hours using multiple tow trucks and a crane to get the trailer and remove the truck from the building. Uh, today, a semi-related to what we've been talking about, oh. Minneapolis City. Minneapolis city leaders will announce the changes that are now being made after a report found problems with the way they handled the civil unrest in 2020. They're expected to outline the changes, which include the city's police department at the Committee of the Whole meeting, which begins, uh, as we record this, in about an hour at City Hall, 1.30 in the afternoon. The changes are happening as Mayor Fry has previously said the city will be ready for the next time that, in his words, something goes down. And after an outside agency found city officials failed to provide necessary leadership and no communication during that 10-day stretch in May and June of 2020.
Uh, Fry, the last time he talked about this, added that significant training has gone into making sure city employees understand who's in charge, as well as duties and roles during an emergency situation. Those changes also include how Minneapolis police handle protesters during civil disturbances, including the use of less lethal munitions. Uh, the city and Fry hamstringed the police department on how they reacted to this protest. Um, they made them hold back. They wouldn't even let them put their riot gear on. They threw them under the bus. Uh, and, and by the way, this drive to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department, the city council, the mayor, little Jeremiah Ellison, that little crook, they won. They absolutely won. There's 512 officers, not enough to... Um, That's more than 300 short. 380 yeah. gone. So they won. Crime and the gangs won. Yep. They run that town. And as you watch this film, if you watch it, the scene where they are trying to evacuate the third precinct mm -hmm. is about as scary a part of a movie as you'll see yep. uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, preparations got underway Monday, so construction and renovation can begin on the Minnesota State Office Building. We've talked about this. The project has been the source of controversy because of the $730 million price tag, $500 million for construction, and up to $230 million in interest on the bonds. Site preparations began yesterday with concrete barriers put in place to block off a parking lot. Light poles taken down where the building will be expanded and markings to show how far the new building will extend. A governor with any balls at all would have said, we're not going to do that. We don't need it. Period. But it's Later got this, a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Later this week, crews will begin removing trees on the site. Inside the building, movers began hauling away files and office furniture from the Secretary of State's office. They have to move now because they have a lot of work to do ahead of the 2024 election season. They need to be in temporary quarters at the Veterans Service Center building south of the state capitol. All 134 Minnesota House members with offices in the building will move after the 2024 legislative session ends in May. They expect to have all this done by 2026. The governor's a eunuch. Uh, don't insult women by calling him a woman. He He's a eunuch. I didn't call him a woman. I said if he had balls, he would have stopped yeah, this. He, he doesn't have any. He's smooth down there, like Ken Doll. Jesus. <laughs> no, he he is. He, he, uh, he has nothing. The, uh, the, the woman... <laughs> It's tough to read news sometimes after. The woman who has led Minnesota's office down there like a Ken doll. I like wasn't making a joke. Doll. I was absolutely serious. Well, it was That's funny. not. It's not meant to be funny. <laughs> well, it was. It's, it's the truth. Yep. The woman who has led Minnesota's uh, office of medical cannabis. Kenny's the only guy I know who can make a joke and then yell at us because we laugh at it. Right. <laughs> not a joke. Well, I believe it was Kelsey that sent us the report, you guys, of the rise in testicular injuries in women's sports mm -hmm. the last couple of years. <laughs> and that's not I believe it's up about 7 million percent. Yep. Yeah. The woman who's led Minnesota's Office of Medical Cannabis since 2019 will step down at the end of this week. Medical Cannabis Director Chris Folks submitted her resignation. No, this is the different now. This is, this, this oh, is, oh, this is the medical director. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, well, he's, she's been there five, read about that. five years. Ahead. She's been I'm sorry. there, Chris. 
And uh, now, as you sort of hinted at there, we'll be looking for the heads of two different marijuana okay. outfits okay. in the state government, both the medical and the recreational slash legal marijuana. Uh, bad news, Joe. One of the last typewriter repair shops in the state is closing this month. Mm. Mark Soderbeck, owner of Vail Typewriter Company in Richfield, is retiring. I don't blame him. Soderbeck, Soderbeck says some of the stuff you can't fix if you don't have a part, and I've run out of parts of certain models. Mm -hmm. Soderbeck remembers a time when typewriters ruled the office and the home, but by the mid-90s, he said the computer age moved in. Oh, typewriters God. quickly became out of date. The business almost went away. We lost 80% of the business in about three years. It just plummeted. He now only repairs a handful of typewriters a week, mostly for collectors. Soderbeck even was gifted a typewriter from actor Tom Hanks, who's a big typewriter collector. Soderbeck says it's at home now. It's got Hanks' signature on it. My kids and grandkids will get it. It'll never go anywhere. I have two Olivetti letter of 32s. That's what I took on the road. I, I wish I had a Selectric. I loved my Selectric. You know, Matthew, do you remember the um, typewriters that John McDougal had in the newsroom up on Highway 61? Young man. Yes, they, I completely they only do. They only typed in uppercase letters. You could not get small case out of those uh, machines. No, those were, those were really good machines, though. So it looked yeah. like you were always angry. Yes. It was no, for, so you could see the words. It was, yeah, it was for typing copy, news copy. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what God. that shopkeeper didn't do? What? Hmm. Evolve. Well, <laughs> well. You know, he was still betting on the game. They could argue come back. You. They could come back. We might know a guy. Right. <laughs> don't we, uh, I have two. Why don't we take a break? <laughs> I got one. I don't know what it is, though. It's in the back of a closet. So but they're not. Yours aren't electric, are they? Oh, God, uh, no. Joe? No. Yeah. No. Which is the one that you threw at the silver? That was a computer. Oh, that I have one it from. Throw uh, it. it slipped. I have one from <laughs> the slipped. 30s. Uh, that thing must weigh 30 pounds. It is so oh, heavy. I used to have an old Royal from the 30s. Yeah. 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 We had an old one at the house growing up. I wonder who got it. One of my brothers, probably. Anyway, why don't we take a Where's break the here? Party? You know, these are great <laughs> stories. It's just really sad roster. that they're not being professionally recorded <laughs> at mysoundstory.com. That is a segue, my friend. Yes, Christmas is a couple of weeks away. If you're looking for something other than an ugly sweater or tie, Sound Story is a professionally produced hour-long conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of one of our professional interviewees. Hopefully it's going to be me. It's a conversation that includes their experiences growing up. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and their stories are saved for your family forever. And you and your siblings go in on a gift certificate for your parents. Get them a Sound Story gift certificate at mysoundstory.com. For a limited time, the promo code flashlight, you get 10% off that Sound Story gift certificate. So it'll be something that you will never regret giving, but it's a gift everyone in your family will love. Go to mysoundstory.com, enter pro co promo code flashlight to get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. It's a great idea and it's totally new. Promo code flashlight, mysoundstory.com, Sound Story for you, for them, forever. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. I think that, like, U.S. Americans should get better, like, water service. 
sorry. Where do you get that? Hofferman Water and Connecticut Rookie, to be exact. Hoffermanwater.com. That is their website. I've been a customer of Hofferman for... Almost seven years now. Holy cow. Uh, It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water, and it will for you as well. So here's the deal. Just get on the schedule right now for that free water analysis. Hoffermanwater.com or give them a call at 952-894-4040. It's going to cut down on your salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. You know all of that already, but it is going to make an amazing difference in the quality of your drinking water, your cooking. Everything's going to improve with Connecticut and Hofferman. So give them a call today. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please do us a favor and mention that you heard about it here on the Garage Logic podcast. Well, for some reason, we've stumbled over this old clip of is it a Miss Teen Carolina Miss contest? Miss Southern Carolina, Caitlin Upton. Caitlin she, Upton. She was going for Miss U. And I'm not, yes. I'm not cutting her any slack for being a teen. She was an idiot. Now let's see if uh, rookie uh-huh. can answer the question. Just just do the question, but don't have her answer. All right, here we go. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? Well, I think, first of all, uh, you should not test young children. Um, The world is such a large um, planet and such. There's a lot of water that surrounds many different countries that could possibly look alike. So depending on the angle and such that these young children who have just come from South Africa or North Dakota, wherever they're coming from, they really need to know where to find the map because it should have a big red X on the end wherever the treasure is buried. Now, if they're using maps that are built before the 1960s, that did not include climate change, um, colors of the map, and the little bumps that they have and such. So you uh, you should teach your children, uh, the U.S. Americans, um, where they can right. find the maps. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm not done yet. And I know. Such. So you put it over that, there. Below. As bad as that is, it was still better than her. Yeah. yeah. As yesterday's positive report card shows, <laughs> children's do learn. They do learn. Poor kids. Children's John, do they do learn. That is a sad In thing, the- though, that they can't point out the right. U.S. on a map. That's right. That's why Caitlin was... Pointing it who, out. who can't point them out? You U.S. Americans? U.S. Right. Americans. U.S. Americans. In uh, other news, the field of candidates on but, stage for the... Okay, uh, <laughs> let me play the role she, of John. Is she let saying me... you as Americans or U.S. Americans? <laughs> U.S. Americans. Uh, Chris, why don't you update us on that young lady named well, wait Caitlin a second. Upton? Wait, a, wait, wait, wait. I, I, she's not wrong. I've been I mean, saying that the whole time. We have U.S. Americans. <laughs> we have U. Uh, we have Canadian Americans. Mm-hmm. We have Mexican Americans. Well, what I am mean, I? A U.S. American? You would be a U.S. American. Yeah. Because you're an American that lives in the United States. That was 2007 when this poor thing Correct. stumbled. Where, where is she now? Give us an update. Caitlin, thank you to Mike for sending me the Wikipedia page. Caitlin found love in the form of Charlie oh. McNeil. Right. They have two children. They were married in 2016. Unfortunately, the happy couple only made it to 2019 where oh, they no. did divorce. Yeah. She appeared in season 16 rookie of the amazing race. I remember that. Uh, where she placed third with yeah. her then boyfriend Brent 
Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that last Chris, name. Um, she is currently selling real estate in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Uh, Chris, if who she was, can find it. Yeah. <laughs> who was forced to take the kids? Because you know neither one of them wanted them. That's a good point, Kenny. Um, I'm not sure. But she did sign a deal with Donald Trump's modeling agency in New York City in 2008, it looks like. That would have been a year after her disastrous stage appearance. And she also appeared in Weezer's uh, music video, Pork and Beans, which really? was released in May of 2008. So did, uh, did Don grab her in the Pork and Beans, or uh, have, they, <laughs> have they never you know, met? I don't think they've I met was, uh, Ken. I was, uh, I was trying right. to get to a joke there, too, Kenny, and I just didn't know <laughs> yeah. how. I think you guys all owe Caitlin an apology. I'm never well, apologizing to I'm, Caitlin. You can't apologize to her because it's her and people like her. Uh, they're the reason why Walls is running the state of Minnesota. Nobody. If I bought a house from her, I'd be nervous. Right. That there would be something that she didn't cover. Brentwood's nice. That's hoity toity, isn't That's it? That's a nice area. Yeah. John, yeah. you have news? I do. The other interesting, I'm still reading about her here. Interesting. Oh. Uh, Charlie, her the husband, was a, her personal trainer. That's how they met. Oh, so, oh. Yeah, they trainer. Come on in for some. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There. We're not quite there yeah. yet. Yeah. All right. We're Let me hold you here. Do a little extra, right. extra time yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Do some more reps here. Yeah. In other news. One more set. The, yeah. The field of, field of candidates on stage for the fourth Republican presidential debate will be the smallest yet. There will be four hopefuls taking part tomorrow night at the Moody Music Hall at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, according to the Republican National Committee. To qualify for the fourth debate, candidates needed at least 6% support in two national polls or 6% in one national poll, as well as two polls from four of the early voting states. Uh, here's who will be taking part tomorrow. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie. New disturbing video from the Russian-Ukrainian war is causing calls for a war crimes investigation. Video shows Ukrainian soldiers surrendering, coming out of a trench with their hands on their head, falling on their knees to surrender. They are then shot dead by Russian soldiers. The Ukrainian army spokesman said the men were surrendering because they had run out of ammunition. The aerial video is undergoing investigation for evidence of war crimes by the Ukrainian president, uh, uh, Ukrainian prosecutor's general's office. Uh, Russia has not immediately commented on the incident. How could you possibly live with yourself if you were one of the people pulling the trigger there? I, I just don't understand. They're Russians. Uh, They're liars and thieves. And Yeah, you'd think you'd be. Go ahead, John. Have you read any of the breakdowns of of the tape of what happened when when the Hamas folks attacked Israel? Yes, it's it's oh disturbing, God. disturbing as hell. I had to and, stop and watching. Yeah, how could you live with with? Yeah. How can you rape? How can you rape in that situation? Are you in some weird extended yeah. state of arousal? There's how does no that idea. how does that even happen? Yeah. Uh, in Gaza, Israeli troops are fighting in the heart of southern Gaza's largest city, according to a military commander, and some of the heaviest fighting of the two-month war. After days of warning civilians to leave the city, Israeli forces stepped up their attacks overnight. Intense bombing heard early Tuesday from inside Nasser Hospital, the city's largest hospital. Man accused of killing three homeless men in Los Angeles and another man in San Dimas, California, over a four-day span last week, has now been formally charged with murder, set to appear before a judge. 33-year-old Jared Powell charged with 
four counts of murder and one count of residential robbery and one count of being a felon with a firearm. He faces special circumstances also for allegedly committing multiple murders and murder in the course of a robbery. The suspect appeared before the judge yesterday. On Saturday, L.A. investigators say that Powell was the suspect linked to a series of killings that took place between November 26th and November 29th when he allegedly shot three men who were either sleeping in the street or in an alleyway in different parts of L.A. Then on November 28th, Powell allegedly followed Nicholas Cymbalin into his garage, robbed him of his belongings, and shot and killed him. The Pentagon has investigated 183 instances of what they're calling extremism in military ranks, according to a new report, including 78 cases of troops advocating for or engaging in or supporting the overthrow of the U.S. government. The U.S. military has a well-documented extremism problem, according to folks who look at this. People with extreme political ideologies have long used the military as a place to recruit and train new talent. A lot of neo-Nazis have turned out to be former Marines, according to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. The problem of extremism in the military is not new, according to the report. A 2020 Military Times poll survey of over 1,600 active duty subscribers said a third of them had witnessed signs of white nationalism or racism among their fellow troops. The list of pending criminal cases involving extremists with military backgrounds is a long one, according to authorities. What did people search online in Uh 2023? I don't know, John. Christmas gifts? Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, but we might have some breaking news here, Kenny. I haven't seen this. Did he pass away? Oh, I know he's uh, very sick. We'll play, you, we'll play your quiz. You look it up. You can deliver the news. Okay, sounds good. I, he was very. He's been very sick. Uh, that's a tease, I guess, huh? That's a uh, tease. English. Did English Wikipedia. No, English Wikipedia raked in more than eighty-four billion views this year, and uh, here's what we uh, we looked for online. Number one. Chat GPT. Oh, anybody, anybody search that? Uh, I did not. No, but I, I'm afraid to. The second most read article on Wikipedia in 2023 was the annual list of deaths, so celebrity deaths, and uh, the most celebrity deaths looked for Matthew Perry and Lisa Marie Presley. Didn't oh. either one. Uh, since this. Since this involves uh, English-speaking countries, it includes Australia, and uh, cricket ranks very highly on this list. Cricket World Cup. As something that was looked up? Yes. Uh, really? Just cricket. different articles about the Indian Premier League. And cricket the, balls. Uh, why is Wikipedia, why are they always begging for money? Who, cricket always. people? No, Wikipedia no. is oh, always begging know. for money and laying the guilt trip on you like like it's your mom or something. Uh, yeah. And I, you got to know that you can't use Wikipedia for anything political or current events wise no. be- because no. it's all run by either extreme side. Uh, it's like a fact. I'm I'm padding here, John. Are you good? I, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I'll you, do you want me to look up what you asked me about? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. You look keep that up. You keep padding. Okay. Um, <laughs> And here's what I've also learned. Fact-checking websites, they cannot be trusted, especially if they're owned by Meta, M-E-T-A. No matter what they say, even if it it agrees with your point of view, don't trust it. Fact-checking websites are liars and they're corrupt. Thank you. John, are we okay now? Yeah, and some breaking news. Uh, It's a rock and roll (laughs) death. Denny Lane, the British singer, guitarist. Denny Lane. 
Moody yeah. Blues. He has passed away and wings, of course. Wings. He was with wings for years. Uh, he had a long battle with lung disease. I had known about this only because in the last two months, they've had several concerts for him in L.A., uh, raising some money for him. Uh, he was 79 years old. He was with the Moody Blues only for an album. Uh, he was the lead singer of their first big hit here in America, Go Now, mm-hmm. which sounds a bit different than their other stuff, as you probably have noticed. And uh, he then joined Paul McCartney and Wings. He was a guitarist and a singer for that band also. And uh, Paul, as he was wont to do, would let uh, Danny write a song now and then. So there'd usually be one Danny Lane song on all the Wings album. Plus he toured they, with plus them. Plus they did uh, You Better Go Now as the I'd Wings. Go, n- go Now. No. No, going out was the Moody Blues. I understand, but Danny Lane did that song when he was with Wings. Oh, live, oh. you mean? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, I yeah. did not know that, yeah. but there you go. Uh, but he would uh, be allowed usually to write one song and sing it on each Wings album. So, uh, oh, Danny Lane. Like Ringo. Was he living <laughs> in L.A.? I believe he was still in England, it looks like to me. Um, I, I cannot verify Let that at the moment. smoker. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, there's uh, some other kinds of smoking going on in the wings in the 70s. That's too, so true. Wait a minute. So he was a smoker and he made it to 79? Yeah. There uh, are you thinking, uh, Kenny? Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to run to town. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny, Paul smoked half of his life and then smoked marijuana the other half. Look and he's, at what, Keith. 80, Look at 81? Keith. Right. I'm telling you, it's the worst decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> How stupid. No, it's My probably God. a very good decision. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rookie, Got, didn't you do an a cappella version of On Eagle's Wings once? Uh, yes, down at, at the, the Eagle's, Eagles store. Museum. Yeah. Down Thank Wabico. you, John. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, there's no good time of the year to die, and I suppose dying around Christmas time can result in a lot of grief and sadness One for the present. family. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Keep that receipt. <laughs> I need that back. You won't get that kind of treatment from uh, Scott Mueller at Mem- no. Mueller Memorial. He's got a great sense of humor, but he's a professional. But they will put you at ease because they turn these sad occasions into a celebration of lives well lived, and they'll accommodate you in any way you want to remember those who passed. They're really good at that. They're very inventive and they're forward-looking. There we go. In a in an industry that seems uh, not necessarily intent on doing that. He's very uh, innovative. They're very good people. They're professionals and they're competent. And uh, I would not hesitate to use Mueller Memorial, Mueller Mortuary for any loved one. I've known this family all my life. They're in the third generation of taking care of people. I knew Scott's dad. I knew the whole family. They lived uh, three doors down, three doors down. So Mueller helps you take care of the difficult details so you can spend time with your family. Find out much more at Mueller, that's U-E, MuellerMemorial.com. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. As you very well know, because they've been getting the message out this year, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center, two great places. Both great institutions are leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, 
treatments and cures and is one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. There's some pride. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped thousands of people. That's why they're getting the word out. Learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities at mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. I have an email. I'm looking to see if I'm not supposed to say his name or not. His name is Mark. And he writes, Joe, I have made it to your desk once before, but failed to make the cut. This one is important. This new taxpayer dope processing plant is roughly two miles from my house. My ass is chapped over it. This plot of land has been vacant since 2008. The former company closed their doors, crippling the local economy. The town has not been the same since. The area has been in a desperate need of sustainable work for years now. I am not shocked that this is what was picked. I am, however, incredibly irritated that this is what we are getting. We have been hoodwinked up here before, so I won't believe they will produce anything until I see trucks coming and going. I am certain that they will, however, spend whatever amount of money allowed to spend, regardless if they grow a plant or not. On the bright side, I read 400 union jobs will be produced to build this dump. My guess is most of those will be folks from out of town. Of course, after it is up and running, it will not take anywhere near that to operate. I actually envision giant pomp and circumstance at the ribbon cutting with the real mayor and governor, maybe some fanfare and a bunch of press for three hot plants, three pot plants. To my point, you mean to tell me that my taxes are subsidizing this project that I don't want without even asking me, all for a product I can't use? Since it's still federally illegal and I have a commercial driver's license, if I test positive, I lose my job. Quick backstory to really show the aggravation. 2020, my dual employed wife was forced out of one job due to the situations of the pandemic. I told her to file for unemployment to help supplement the income loss. It's not like the people were hiring at the time. The state approved. Ten months later, they said, just kidding. We want all our money back, including an additional $1,100 in fines. Keep in mind, they allowed it. After a failed appeal, we decided she needed a second job again, this time a retail store. Uh, Thought being, they seem to get to stay open whenever they want. A year went by, and we did our taxes, and the state concluded we didn't pay enough taxes and demands another $1,000. This year, we changed her withholdings, and after a meeting with the tax guy, he said she isn't paying enough, and we're going to have to pay it again. At least this year, it's not a giant surprise, I guess. With my property taxes going up 25% and sales tax now at 8.375%, when will this stop? The feeling of being kicked out of your house by people that don't live anywhere near you or even from this state is one of the most unsettling feelings ever. Joe, if you come up here with your clubs and the baby Ferrari, I will show you the best hardware store you have ever seen. I won't bore you with my cylinder index of over 80 at the age of 37. Ready to fight back, Mark, from up north. P.S. Tell Kenny I have a vintage Yamaha snowmobile question. question. Actual vintage Yamaha, not an early 90s Yamaha question. You have my Email and he linked me to a cannabis cultivation and manufacturing facility is in the works for Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Hmm. He doesn't want any part of it. 
and he points out some great things. But will will our governor think of things like this when he just looks the other way when they build a new almost billion dollar state office building? Not going to And people it. out in Minnesota are suffering, trying to keep make ends meet. Remember all the tales of woe I've told you about the Department of Revenue in this state? Yes. That really, really drives that point home. I, I so understand and sympathize what him and his wife have gone through. They tell you one thing, then they turn around and tell you another and fine you for following through on their advice. And the bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. And that's the way it is for that health care program, too. What uh, Minsher, yeah. same thing. It's just a disaster. Everything the government is involved with is a disaster for the citizens. May I remind you that tomorrow, Stephen C. Anderson's coming in with his guest guitarist, Pat Donahue. You're related, I heard. Pat Donahue's dad's oh. <laughs> mom and my dad's mom were sisters. Huh. McQuillan's sisters. Uh, Pat has an original song called Goodwill. He's going to debut that on this show. John's coming in with his guitar. Uh, and this is all in advance of this week's cathedral shows that Stephen C. Anderson is having. Uh, Such were uh, they were in a, a sod house, right, out on the prairie, or was uh, that uh, different? The, my dad's mother was sod house. Yeah. The uh, well, that means that Pat's grandmother. As a sister, also must have been sod house. Now, now, was it a sod house with four walls, or was it a dugout? Because sometimes they dig a hole in the side of the uh, hill. I'm guessing dugout. Mm. Yeah, LP or wood burning. Do you know that uh, I, I? This has to be brought to the attention of Garage Logic, the town of Garage Logic. Isn't Lowry Hill virtually downtown? Isn't Lowry Hill? A very inner city neighborhood. It, it's right up behind Walker Arts Center. Right. Yep. Well, uh, there's film of a cougar in the yard. Oh, I saw that for the uh, uh, house. No, uh, that uh, that is uh, gone unproven. Uh, we don't have uh, cougars <coughs> this far uh, south. Uh, well, the fresh to tracks us, are the, seen uh, in the overnight Minnesota snow. DNR. We got cougar sightings <laughs> in in. Lowry Hill. Holy mackerel. Since 2004, there has been only one other instance of a cougar captured on camera in Hennepin County. Statewide, there were six recorded cougar observations last year, which could be paw prints, scat, roadkiller photos, with it likely that some of not all of those were the same cat. Uh... Well, you got to. This is amazing. It's the neighborhood buzz in Lowry Hill. Yeah, they got cool. a cougar in yeah. Lowry Hill. That's amazing. I, t I told you, wolves, uh, wolves are going to be next. Hey, way to go, Ace, by the way. Remember when he was waxing poetic yesterday? Who? Who? About a white bear lake looks so good, it's like glass. I hope it doesn't snow for a while. Who said that, me? You, you oh. jinxed us, and it snows last night. Uh, that snow will be gone. Yeah, but it'll still wreck the... No, it won't. It's going to be gone Thursday and Friday. It's going to be 50 degrees. Because what happens is, like, it'll melt, and then it'll refreeze. It's like, mirror times. Only, <laughs> only 
because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Joe, today is December 5th. In 1853, Henry M. Rice easily replaced Henry H. Sibley, because everyone back then was named Henry, Mm -hmm. who chose not to run for re-election as Minnesota's territory's delegate to Congress. Sibley had won the office by a narrow margin in a previous election, following a heated campaign involving fur trade interests, with fur symbolized by Sibley and anti-fur by Alexander M. Mitchell, the candidate supported by Rice. On this day, 1205, Lincoln County, named for the Civil War president, was created, having been established by the legislature on March 6 and approved by vote of the people in November. Three previous attempts to rename or carve out a county in honor of Lincoln had failed to garner the requisite popular vote. Hmm. Lincoln law. law, And finally, on this day... Uh, December 5th. Now, this is amazing, and I, I don't find it in my record book for the temperatures. A snowstorm lasting until December 8th Dropped 35 inches on Duluth and 25 inches on the Twin Cities. Wow. See, I didn't think things like that. I thought things like that only happened now. Hmm. But apparently as long ago as 1950, there was a, 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 a major, major event of nature, a climate I, event. Uh, I went to my little newspapers thing because I saw that uh, coming. Yeah. And uh, all there is is a little article in the front of December 8th's Minneapolis Star, and the headline's great. It's snow, question mark. You should see Duluth. Wow. <laughs> you mean people back then, John, see if I understand this. Uh-huh. People back then just thought this is what happens sometimes? Uh, that's what it would appear. I, it's a very small, you know how the old newspapers were. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight columns across. It's a small column right in the middle. Because today, all- the the, the uh, people who bring us such news would be apoplectic. They would think that this is unusual, that, that such a thing can't happen, that that much snow must surely be the result of weather patterns changing as a result of evil fossil fuels. Hmm. You mean to tell me, John, that the newspaper <laughs> for December 8th in 1950 just said snow, question mark? You should see Duluth? Yeah, yeah, that's all it said. And in fact, the big headline that day uh, concerned the Chinese in Korea fighting. John, John. The, uh, yeah, yes, sir. John, John, did you look up December 5th or December 8th? I looked up December 8th because it said that's when the snow falls. Look ended. up the 7th. Look up the 7th. Yeah. Okay, we can well, do it, that. it would have still been snowing. December 7th. Right. December. Yeah, it said the snowstorm lasting yeah. until December 8th, which makes the uh, presumption that it, it was underway on the 7th. I see. We're two on days the, in. On the 7th, again, it's a small in the middle of the front page column. It says snow falls third day. More seen. Only consolation, moderating temperatures. That's it. John, wait. And, you and mean. Story. John, wait. Yes. In 1950, in the middle of the snowstorm, uh, uh-huh. it was just reported somewhat benignly? Very benignly, yeah. Go to the 6th. Go to the 6th. Go that's to the 6th now. Okay? Let's not do every day for the rest uh, of our lives yeah. here. Huh? I mean, yeah, what they you know, say on December 6th? 
got to be. Because you didn't, uh, I didn't think this happened then. Um, let's see. Uh, on the left-hand side, yep. a small thing, uh, nothing about Minneapolis, but it says Duluth gets 23-inch snowfall, snow here due to continue another day. Wow. And then there's, you know, 10 paragraphs, small paragraphs sure. about what's going on, <clears throat> what the temperature is, et cetera, et cetera. Joe. Uh, I reckon it's time to go. Let's go. Chad, you want to do the fifth? <laughs> no, we're, we're done. I, I can if you'd like, you know Joe. What? Hit the music, Chris. We're uh, done here. Actually, I need to remind the GLers about the holiday auction. It's going to be happening this Friday, the Garage Logic holiday online auction starting this Friday, December 8th through the 14th. You can save up to 70% off your retail price on some GL amazing flags? items. GL flag. No. But there Krabby is a coffee shop mug. Five. Well, if that show was still on, maybe the five night all inclusive <laughs> golf vacation for two in the Dominican Republic, courtesy of Escape Ooh. with Us Vacations. Yeah, a riding lawnmower well, who trimmer goes on and a blower golf trip with tr- just two people. Huh? You and your significant other. Yeah, I guess you'd have to have a woman who played golf with you. A riding get, lawnmower get trimmer and yeah, blower yeah, from yeah, Tri-State. Yeah. Bobcat, an ice fishing Coral. trip from Ballard's Resort. Three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports. Ooh. A Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher's Lake Resort. Gift certificates oh, at Grand Ole Creamery. Institute of mm. Non-Destructive Testing. Email Joe for more information about that program. What's OsteoStrong? And OsteoStrong's 12-month membership. All of that can be yours at GarageLogic.com. So, this is actual auction. cool products and this not is t-shirts stuff. and hats what's, what's, and Is Osteo Strong a gym? Osteo it, uh, means... Uh, go to GarageLogic.com and learn more. something to do with bones. The bones your bones. Yeah, yeah, something about your See, bones. Uh, Look up Osteo Strong, Rick. I got December 5th when you're looking at it. You probably have to go fire somebody, but first tell me Music, music, music. No, like, December 5th. I got December 5th strong. right here. There's even a picture on December 5th, Kenny. Music. Of the snow, John? Kids, yeah, kids cleaning a car off. Oh, 14-year-old man. kid on, on Oakland Avenue, wherever that oh, is. Oh, man. I bet back then he walked uphill both ways. In the snow. Improving bone health. And Osteo Strong. Yeah, I'll must be a gym or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Bone density. I'll be damned. Oh, man, you can get sand to help you. Free sand from the city. Got three things you should know on YouTube about OsteoStrong. That's from newspapers.com. That's correct. I've got to get that. Make sure you subscribe. Maybe I'll get that free for Christmas. You know what? I have a special. I can get it for you. Special. Garage Logic on YouTube and also follow us along on all of our social media channels Facebook, Twitter, and Insta, where you can find out more about, I don't know. It is time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero 
obligation. And he's always going to be there for you to give you the straight talk, to never, ever give you that sugar-coated advice. And he's with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, today you would like to talk about profit-taking, but also some strategists are pretty negative about 2024, aren't they? Yes, they are, Chris. I mean, I know people are already thinking and a lot of strategists are already strategizing and publishing reports about 2024, and we have not yet completed 2023. Yes, there's been a little bit of profit-taking in the month of December after a very strong November. Part of the move in November up in the indices, and in particular, the move, the biggest move up was in the small-cap indices and some of the most speculative stocks. And that could be represented by ARK Investments, a exchange-traded fund, actively managed, ticker symbol ARKK. That was up 31% for the month on the backs of some very, in my estimation, speculative companies, including Roku, Coinbase were the two leaders, Block, also known as Square, and favorite Shopify, plus a few other biotech companies that were in that portfolio. Tesla, which is a big part of ARK Innovation Fund, as well as DraftKings, another top 10 holding, those shares were reduced in that portfolio. Larger companies, the Magnificent Seven, definitely underperformed that wild ride of the much smaller speculative names in the month of October. So the Magnificent Seven has had a magnificent 2023. And as we entered December, many portfolio managers, that being portfolio managers of mutual funds and hedge funds, and others started reducing their positions in these companies as they were overweight based on their benchmarks. Most mutual funds and hedge funds typically have a limit of how much of any particular stock they might own. That limit might be somewhere between 2 and 5% of the portfolio. Hence, you get a lot of these portfolios, whether it's in mutual funds or in hedge funds, typically tracking the S&P index or slightly underperforming it. Outperformance usually comes from concentrated bets on what a manager sees as the better companies for both value and growth. Concentrated portfolios in a down market can also work on the downside. But one of the things that I have found for decades, or I say a lot of years, and this is behind my strategy, is to overweight favorite positions and hold them for the long term. Some of the lessons that I have learned through long years of investing. Some of the better performers with that strategy include people like Charlie Munger, who recently passed away, Warren Buffett, and Ron Barron of the Barron Fund. Meantime, strategists from the major banks and brokerage firms are putting together their guesstimates and asset allocation models for 2024. Several of them that I have already read have been very bearish looking for a pullback in the S&P index anywhere from 8 to 20% in 2024 on the belief that the Fed may not cut interest rates or if they cut interest rates, it won't be enough. And the economy in any case is going to slow down. Corporate profits are going to come down. And the country is going to go into a anywhere from a mild recession to a deep recession. 
and their recommendations are to sell stocks and buy bonds. Well, these same strategists were predicting similar events happening in 2023, and they their recommendations did not prove out. So be careful in looking at longer-term predictions from these strategists and their positioning. As this past year, they lost a lot of money in both stocks and bonds. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.